Calgary Pride proudly serves Treaty 7 on the traditional territory of the Nitsitapi Confederacy, Ayajenakoda, and Esutina. This land is also home to a Métis nation of Alberta, Region 3, within the historical Northwest Métis homeland. This place, where the Elbow River meets the Bow, is known by many names to many people, including Mohinsis, Winchespa, Kutsiso, Otoskune, and Calgary. We thank the indigenous communities of Turtle Island for both the historic and ongoing stewardship and protection of the land we collectively inhabit today. Many nations and people, indigenous and non, are fortunate to call Mokinsis and Treaty 7 territory our home. Acknowledging this land is indigenous protocol, which we honor as a step towards reconciliation and fulfilling our responsibilities as treaty people. Working alongside all nations, indigenous and non, we strive to create safe spaces where everyone can live openly and authentically. You are listening to The Bridecast, only on CJSW. Here we are. Action. So, welcome everyone to Pridecast. My name is Zach. Zach Rempel. I use he, him pronouns. Very excited to be here. This is a great series. Copy Pride is so happy to be doing this. And I am so excited because we are joined... I'm looking all over the place. Look at you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Christian is here. Hi, Christian. Hi, Zach. How are you? I'm doing well in your cell. I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad. So, Christian, is, you're a vocalist, mm-hmm. opera singer. Mm-hmm. And I was watching your Instagram yesterday. You're like a piano player now, too. Uh, always? Oh, always. <laughs> oh, my God. Multi-talented. I'm trying. How are yeah. you? I'm doing well. Excellent. Um, yeah. Dealing with all these mosquitoes today, you know. Oh, they're brutal. I know. My legs are chewed up. <laughs> were you like hiking in the forest no just no. in the backyard <laughs> oh see it's wild out there it is yeah um welcome thanks so <laughs> this is so exciting thank mm-hmm. you for thank you for doing this of course um let's get right into it shall mm-hmm. we yeah okay so what do you call yourself first of all opera singer vocalist what's the best <sighs> yeah i i feel like i i say that i'm a singer who specializes in classical music mm. um i love singing in other styles but i would say my expertise would be in the classical style um i also do tons of choral singing um yeah but i i would also say that i'm a musician like you said i do play piano mm. um i used to play i actually started my very first degree music degree at uc uh with a euphonium um, which yeah, is hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> what is a euphonium? It's like a small tuba. Uh, so it might also be known as a baritone, but yeah. What a quirky, what a quirky <laughs> instrument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are not basic. It's like I don't. It's not piano. It's not violin. It's euphonium. euphonium. Yeah. Come on, euphonium. Yeah. Um, okay, work. Okay, so where where did so you went to school at UC for your first degree mm-hmm. is that first degree yeah so well i guess i technically only have a diploma after that but um i yeah so i started my music degree here with euphonium and then in the middle of it in music school in general you have to do um ear training so you have to oh. learn like do re mi fa sol la ti do and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and sound of music yeah okay. <laughs> i know that I, I learned that at five come yeah. on now <laughs> yeah all we did was maria valchow yeah. taught me that <laughs> exactly but I, should, I should have just you know taken her movie instead of the class right yeah uh, <laughs> but um give me, give me a passing grade i watched this movie like 17 times already exactly <laughs> Um, uh, and in my class is another amazing singer in Calgary named Chanel Roberts. And we became very good friends and are still good friends. And she encouraged me to start singing. Okay. Um, and I started singing. And then 
all of a sudden I was, you know, doing some programs in Italy and then I moved to Toronto and, you know, did my thing there for a little bit before I decided. I feel like because I was such a new singer, I wanted to see if it was something I really wanted to do. And so I kind of like, I moved to Toronto and I sang a bunch with um, some orchestras there, did some indie opera stuff, sang in a bunch of choirs there. And then I decided that I, it was something I wanted to do. And then I did an artist diploma at U of T. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah. it started with music on the euphonium mm-hmm. and then get into vocal and like full on vocalist from there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So typically what I've, what I understand of like vocal performers is there's usually like four categories, mm-hmm. right? Like, like bass, tenor, alto, soprano. Yeah. Is that like still a thing? Is that how like voices are divided or do you find it's a bit more? I would say that nuanced? those are like the, the basic ones for sure. I think when you get into some more of the more specific repertoire in the classical world, we have... Um, like coloratura sopranos, which are which are you know light and quick and agile, um, and then we have lyric soprano, dramatic soprano, mezzo sopranos, and then within mezzo sopranos, there's also you can be lyric or dramatic as well, and then tenor, and then baritone, bass, baritone, bass. So wow, yeah, okay. so it's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah, I think in like the choir world, we really only use soprano, alto, tenor, bass. And I, having said that though, there are there is there is movement in in choirs um, to start changing the 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 verbiage around this kind of stuff, just because I feel like you know uh, those those labels do have a gender attached to them, mm-hmm. and so they're we're trying to move away from using like hey ladies hey hey guys you know right and and, like sopranos and altos and saying like upper treble or lower treble or something like that i mean you know it's still it's not a perfect we haven't really figured it out and we're still trying new things and you know we're trying to make things more inclusive and accessible i've seen a lot of um music where it's ladies sing this and men sing that Mm -hmm. um but that doesn't necessarily work for all voices right no not at all yeah so that's really great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so you consider yourself uh what do you call it like baritone baritone yeah no i'm a baritone Baritone. (laughs) yeah okay you're that sweet little voice yeah okay so tell me about you were in italy yeah um like for for most young opera singers we do programs it's like i don't know doing like a summer camp essentially but um for like two months i was in italy doing this program and i got to learn Italian, got to speak Italian with locals, got to sing an opera while I was there. And having said that though, it was a very, it was a very jarring experience because I was so new to singing at that point. I think I'd been singing for maybe three years. And um, it was kind of like a a wake up call to like, oh, this is how the rest of the world does it, (laughs) you know? Um, Which was, which was good because I feel like, I feel like when you're like big fish in a small pond, it can be, it can feel you can be uh, unaware of how how things actually go like you felt like you were a little bit naive walking into it and yeah all of a sudden it's this whole world yeah like, Whoa. yeah it was just like i feel like it's when you walk like when you walk into a new professional environment you're like oh this is how people do things you know like mm-hmm. or like i would i would like equate it kind of like going from high school to university like all of a sudden your professors expect you to 
like and some people you know have these skills and some people don't but like um like all of a sudden you should know how to do an annotated bibliography and like a specific style of you know um <laughs> what's it called referencing i guess yeah, citation, citation yeah there we go but like these are like i like i feel like i i always have these experiences where like i've been reintroduced to like how the world operates per se how opera operates yeah exactly <laughs> i got jokes yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah okay so mm-hmm. what is it what is it like i have a background in dance so mm-hmm. i'm somewhat of an understanding but what is it like to um, be you in a classical sort of space. Because mm-hmm. I, I find that um, classical art forms haven't been the most welcoming mm-hmm. of all, uh, typically. Yeah. Um, so what have you found as you study sort of classical vocal yeah. performance? I would say like the same types of things that you probably have experienced. It's just like there's a different attitude towards um, people of color, uh, like even in the past, I want to say two weeks, but maybe in the past month, there've been tons of controversies and scandals in like the opera world. Like, um, one of the, the, one of the most like famous sopranos in the world, Anna Trubko is singing Aida in Verona and she did it in blackface and she's Russian. Um, and Angel Blue, who is, uh, an American soprano who is black, canceled her, um, engagement that was supposed to be in Verona as well because of that and it's great to see people like that standing up for what's right essentially Mm -hmm. right Opera America recently had uh, a leak of their like internal email saying things like like how many of you are so tired to have to to bend to the will of all these young singers and how they make us use pronouns and da 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 all this kind of stuff and and rightfully so there's you know there's tons of people who are trans or non-binary or gender fluid who are in opera and like having having these emails leak from really high positions in the opera world who have tons of money tons of influence is so discouraging Mm. you know Um, yeah so what's it been like for you and how do you navigate um you know your your art and and mm -hmm. sort of in that kind of world I like. I feel like I just have to stick to my guns, you know. Mm. Um, like Would you say, it's like an instinctual thing, or sometimes I, I, I am really grateful for the people that I have around me to uplift me when things like that happen. Mm. Like by me personally, like I've been told that I need to open my eyes wider because people who look like me are not as expressive, or. Oh that people like me sound a certain way because we speak another language or uh, I did a production where uh, I was singing chorus for uh, Marriage of Figaro and we were in period clothing. So like, you know, leotards Mm -hmm. and big trousers and And big hats and wigs and stuff like that. And then I went to the donor party afterwards and I had my hair in a bun and uh, a lady came up to me and she was like, are you a singer or a martial artist? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm going to go home. <laughs> but like not today. Yeah, exactly. Not on this day. Thank you. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I feel like as people as people of color, like 
we've dealt with this all our lives, mm-hmm. you know? At the end of the day that, you know, when I was younger, of course, I was so angry about it and there's so much injustice. But at the end of the day, I know that this is not a reflection of me as a person, but mm-hmm. of their perception of me, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't do anything about that, you know? Or, I mean, I could, but that requires my energy and they're not paying me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> unless they pay in your bills, yeah. pay those bitches mine. Exactly. Sorry yeah. to bring RuPaul into this. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and like, having said that, like, you know, it's not all about money, but like, <laughs> no, pay, yes, it is. Pay but, me. <laughs> I I think that like, if people don't show you that they have a willingness to learn, then like, that's the key. Why am I? W- what am I trying to do? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like with the willingness, I'll, I'll meet you where you're at. Exactly. But if you don't have that. Yeah, if you're not, if, if you're all the way over there, I'm. You gotta come at least halfway. Maybe halfway. You know. Yeah. That's a Black Eyed Peas song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, what happened to them? Well, <laughs> we, we could talk about Fergie in another Maybe episode. Maybe cut that. <laughs> cut the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is live, guys. Oh no! Oh, this is live. This is live. Oh my god. Wait, do we have a seven-second delay no. on this? No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, mm-hmm. so you mentioned a little bit about like your journey into opera. Mm-hmm. So, what was it about singing that like you really connected to, and you were like, "This is this is for me." Mm. I um, <laughs> I I always think about like my childhood, and like my parents told me that I used to just like make them sit on their bed and I would close the door and then just play a CD and sing along to it. I was just like, wow, (laughs) like I really just wanted to do it. Hey, um, I feel like for me, it, it just, it feels so good. Mm. Like there's something about like the act of doing something with your body that just feels really, really good for me. Mm. Um, and that's, what's kept me at it. I think, yeah, I think with like most forms of expression, like, like you just follow you follow what's making you feel good and like it's consistently made me feel that way even though there's tons of up and downs you always i feel like you know as a dancer um like there's always criticism not only from other people but from yourself that's like really harsh and oh, like worst di- critics yeah exactly yeah. and in despite all of that i still feel the urge to sing mm-hmm. and I, I i just follow that i think would you say it's like grounding for you when you sing like like do you like feel at home and that like like you're you're doing what you're meant to be doing and yeah. it feels like safe and secure and then yeah. it's like a natural totally yeah it's been music for me has definitely been like has definitely been a very natural thing that's come to me which i'm very grateful for it's i've always found solace in it i've always found comfort in it it's always affected me really strongly mm-hmm. um like i i find that i always listen to music to to calm me down or to like help me through feelings and stuff like that. Like instead of just trying to like think and logic it out or something like that, you know, I like, I really sit and listen to something that'll help me process. And like, I think that that kind of comfort is what I am trying to keep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, you want to hold on to this. Yeah. 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 So, and it's music is both for you, like a, like a listening experience and a, therapeutic experience therapeutic as you're singing like does it do both do the same thing for you or yeah yeah you know? there's there's like a a release of energy you know mm. yeah okay great yeah that's how i feel about it 
the 2022 Calgary Pride Parade and Festival returns in person on Sunday, September 4th. The lively parade begins at 11 a.m., where two SLGBTQ refugees from around the world will lead the march along 9th Avenue Southwest. Following the parade, join the festival at a new venue, Fort Calgary. The festival starts at noon and will feature performances, marketplace vendors, food trucks, kid-friendly activities, a wellness area, beer gardens, and plenty of fun activations dispersed throughout Inglewood and the East Village. We can't wait to celebrate with you. So what kind of, do you listen to like opera on the rig? Like what is your, like, like when you need to be in that zone, what do you listen to? Uh, like when I'm learning or like when I, or just like every day. Just like every day. Like what's your, hmm. I feel like I like to listen to singers mostly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like good singers or good songwriters. Um, hmm. I do listen to opera. It really, it really depends on how I'm, I'm feeling that day. Love big voices. Jay Hud's. My girl. We love Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Egot. Yeah. Check out Egot. Um, but I also really love like very uh capable voices like Yeba or um interesting voices, Amy Winehouse, Duffy. Oh you know, that kind okay. of stuff. Leanne Le Havis. Love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so international. You've Obviously, you went to school here, uh-huh. Toronto, mm-hmm. Italy. Mm-hmm. You were in Amsterdam for a bit. That was for a work thing. Work thing? Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just doing work out there. So, cool. so what's it like to be in Calgary? Calgary's okay. <laughs> Obviously, there's not as much happening. There's a bit of a, you had a hesitation. You breathe like, oh, it's okay. okay. I'm going to read the entire city. So no. what's it like? Yeah, what's it like to um, to try and find gigs and and mm-hmm. work as a vocalist here in Calgary? Yeah, um, I grew up in Calgary, so I I think for me it's easy to find gigs because I've been in the community for quite a long time and really in music it's who you know I mean like who you know is going to tell you where the auditions are who is even hiring it'll get you into you know people's like your resume into people's hands like that's I would say that's mostly how I've gotten the gigs that I've gotten is through people knowing who I am or have heard me sing or something like that it's not like I can apply on Indeed and like, right, you know, right. get a job. <laughs> but LinkedIn, vocal. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but like I've sung with, um, I feel like it for singers especially, like a big part of singing classically will be doing church jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I felt, I felt some ways about that for a while being, you know, I, I, I grew up in the church and obviously I've left the church and... Um, but the church that I'm at right now is uh, is very good. It's the Cathedral Church of the Redeemer, okay. and they are pretty progressive, which is really amazing. Yeah, in comparison comparison to some churches I've sung at, where they've literally been like, and then after this, we have a seminar on why homosexuality is a sin. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold on now. <laughs> You're paying me. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm gonna take my paycheck and leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, like, I've I've done a bunch of like choir gigs, and that's just 
uh, with different groups in town. And that's kind of, again, like who you know and like if they're looking for someone, they'll ask your friend who will then like refer you kind of a deal. So okay. that's really what it is. And did that start at in university making those sort of connections? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you just – it's all – I mean – I feel like the human experience is about making connection, but like especially in the arts, like you you do need to make connections with people. Um, yeah, it's it's who you it's who you know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. Well, yeah. also fortunately, yeah. But sometimes you know some people who aren't that great. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's say that for another. Episode. Well, I think you have some tea too. <laughs> no, I don't have any tea. No, no, no tea. Okay, no tea today. Um, can you speak a little bit about what it's been like, just with your intersecting identities being? Um, in Calgary and, and particularly being an artist in Calgary, like how has it been like for you? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like, I feel like being in Calgary is, I love Calgary. Like there's, it's home for me. It's comforting for me. I, I do love Calgary. I, I, sometimes I wish that there weren't, you know, uh, having to deal with both of these, you know, identities of being queer and Asian, like, and especially with my parents being very, um, uh, religious, you know, I feel like there's a lot of struggle with that and finding like, especially as a young Asian kid, like I didn't have a lot of community to look forward, look to in terms of like, who can I talk to about this, you know? And, uh, I, you know, I would have been young in like the nineties and early two thousands, but, um, you know, that was, like, before, like, YouTube and all that kind of stuff where, like, like I, re I remember when, like, It Gets Better, like, ha started, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and that was, I feel like that was a big thing for me to understand that there's other people out there who have had this experience like me. Um, Did you ever have that experience where you were out somewhere and you were like, oh, wow, there's, like, my people? Did that ever yeah. happen? Did that happen for you? Yeah. And what was that like? That was, it was relieving mm. yeah i feel like there was a, still a touch of like nervousness because i i feel like i i don't know how to interact with these people <laughs> you know and i feel like you know as a young queer person you have your own who like was sheltered you have your own perception of what other queer people are like and mm -hmm. as i've as i've entered that community you know they've embraced me with open arms and it's been really great and i have beautiful loving friends mm -hmm. from it um but it, yeah finding that community was a huge part of of me not completely hating Calgary, I would say. <laughs> I would say, like, one of the big ones was, like, uh, when the Vogue balls started happening here. Like, it was just, like, because oh. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when you go into, like, gay bars, you know, as, like, you know, as with straight bars, sometimes it's about, like, finding your hookup for the night or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, at the Vogue ball, I just... There was something about it where it was just like it's a competition, but at the same time it was a huge bonding experience for me in a community sort of way that like I could I just felt like so much love for everybody there, even though everyone's competing on like the the the, the runway, right? Yeah. So like yeah, like I would say that's one of like the biggest moments for me in uh, knowing that there is a community here in Calgary because it can feel a little bit small sometimes. Are you like super involved in the in the Vogue scene in Calgary? Or? I'm I'm not I'm not really a dancer, <laughs> so. <laughs> but looks or whatever, or, like like when did that when did that start for you? Like at what point did you? Uh, when was the first one? God, there there was like a first one. I want to say it was like 2000. 
2012 or something okay. like that, maybe 2011. But yeah, that's when it that's when it started. That well, that was like when the big first one happened here, and like people showed up, like people came out, people dressed up, people looked good. Yeah. Yeah, so I good. thought I looked good, and I look back and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those memories pop up. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Every day I go through Next Facebook day. memories <laughs> and I just delete, delete, delete. delete. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the cringe we posted yeah. ten years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> god, too many. Put that in the crypt. Bury it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too many like Amy Winehouse lyrics. Uh, like <laughs> uh, the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> not the lyrics. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just cringing in millennial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay, back mm-hmm. on task. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know, my, my um, fourth grade teacher wrote my report card. Mm-hmm. Zach needs to stay on task. <laughs> hasn't changed. No. <laughs> Sorry, madame. Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, just back to Death Calgary. How is it, how would you say it is now versus how it was then? Are we getting better are things growing where do you see um that it's like really amazing where do you see like that the work that we've been doing has been like really making a difference right i really feel like calgary is changing you know like i feel like like i grew up in forest lawn which is one of the poorer neighborhoods in calgary Mm -hmm. um and well, Abbeydale. I don't want to misrepresent myself, but close enough I went to Forest Lawn High School. But um and like I used to get, you know, people would drive by, yell a slur, mm. you know, whether racial or homophobic. homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> um a, like some of my friends had like, you know, drinks thrown at them from cars, oh, wow. people run after them. You know, it's like, you know, a whole slew of things. And now it doesn't happen as much. And even in like the in the in the queer community, um, like when I go to the gay bars, like the crowd is completely different. I feel like before it was like mostly just white men, and yes. yeah. and like not a lot of not a lot of women, not a lot of trans people. And now it's just like, uh, it, like when I go to when I go to the bar, it's it's a whole lot of a whole lot of different people which is really nice to see you know that it's like you know maybe they don't identify as queer um but they're not there to make it unsafe for us mm. um but i see a lot more age differences which i think is really great it's it's slowly changing and i think it's for the better yeah. i I've, I've always thought that calgary has had such potential to it and people just need to let themselves be open to that potential but and i can see that it's happening which is really yeah, really great that's so really great. yeah mm-hmm. so tell us about um good mess opera mm. what's what's happening what's the tea what's the lowdown yeah what are you singing yeah so i'm uh i will be singing uh in cozy fantute which oh, is say that again cozy fantute oh wow um that's italian yes come on italian <laughs> <laughs> um and it is an opera written by mozart oh. uh, we're performing it at the westgate social at mount royal university um and good mess opera uh theater is my uh a good friend of mine's uh, theater company. Um, her name is Gwendolyn Yearwood, and she started with her best friend, uh, Sawyer Craig. And it's, their mission is really to try and find, or try to make productions um, with the diversity in mind uh, of the artists that are around. 
um, rather than having to submit to uh, like donors, oh. essentially, right? So, so yeah, so trying to curate experiences that really signify the diversity of especially the young singers that are around today. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Where can people find out more information about Good Mess Opera? Sorry, I'm just going to look up their handle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my handle on Instagram is Go Apples. Go Apples. Um, I, I couldn't tell you why I picked that name anymore. It was a long time ago. Say that for the next interview. Yeah, <laughs> if I ever remember. Um, and um, Good Mess's um, Instagram is This Is A Good Mess. This Is A Good Mess. Okay. Yeah. So people, go check it out. It's happening. Um, Christian, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you for having me. It went by so fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you. appreciate you being here. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for sharing your story and a little bit about your work and your art and your voice. Thank you. And um, yeah, it was great talking to you. Yeah, it was great talking to you too. Great, thanks. Um, how do I sign off? Do I say bye? Bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> this has been the broadcast only on CJSW. Thanks for listening.